You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Today, my featured guest is Justin Breen. He is the founder CEO of the global PR firm, BR Epic, and exclusive connectivity platform, BR Epic Network. His newest book, Epic Life, features a forward from Dr. Peter Diamantis and has been the number one overall book for sales on Amazon Kindle. That's a big achievement. It also recently made the Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller list. Now, I've got the pleasure of getting to know Justin for the past 10 minutes or less right here, right now. And I'll tell you, folks, he's a, he's a sharp guy. He's right into it, okay? So this is a no-nonsense uh, guy. He wants to get right to the point. Um, he's a high-driver personality entrepreneur. So we're gonna, he's just going to lay out direct to you. So if you have a thin skin, uh, you may want to fast forward. Um, if you're the type of person that says, Hey, I want feedback. I want results. This is what I want. There's things that are not working in my business or in my life right now. And I'm ready to take action. At least I think I am. At least I'm open to learning and not being right all the time. I I don't want to be right. I want to get it right. If you're that personality, which I am and Justin is, then you're really going to resonate with today's show. If you're not, well, do what you want, right? Continue to see your life not working or your business not <laughs> see working. See you later. Tune out. <laughs> like Bye. literally, right? That's what it comes down to. So I, I'm just setting you up um, so that you know what to expect and I don't need to apologize to you later. Like you decide if you want to pause, rewind, move forward, skip, you decide. All right, Justin, um, thank you for being on uh, your first 100K top 100 podcast in entrepreneurship. Uh, go ahead and just fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? <laughs> Good intro. Well, one, congrats on uh, marrying a stabilizing human Fallon and then uh, having two great kids. Um, mm. That was smart. Smart marrying a homeschooled uh that was smart. Marrying homeschooled, stabilized human. <laughs> I married a pediatrician uh, who was uh, not homeschooled, but raised by two stabilizing human parents. And uh, and then our sons, who are eight and ten, are half 
uh, warmth, empathy rules like my wife, and then half pure maniac entrepreneur like me. So it's a really interesting ride. <laughs> and then Alora and Asher, you'll probably see that as they, they get older as well. I am sure I will. Alora's looking like she's the driver, like her daddy. <laughs> and then Asher is the more empathetic mama's boy right now. So we'll see, you know, because they can change as, as they develop. But uh, yeah, we're, we're seeing the trajectory right now. So Justin, you have a very interesting focus in business and entrepreneurship right now. You get to interview uh, hard-driving, hard-charging entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And there's something about their lives. There's a pattern about their personal lives that mm-hmm. has come to the surface undeniably. Yeah. You've yeah. seen the evidence. You probably have the statistics. I'd like you to go there with us, kind of uh, position us in the topic um, where you see our focus should be uh, as entrepreneurs and what you've seen with the ones you've interviewed, what's working for them, what's not, and how do we change it? How do we actually get results? Yeah, that's good background. That's good background. Um, And I never answered your first question, so I will now. I answered your first question with complimenting you on marrying a human, which is a great compliment. Uh, Usually people like us marry stabilizing humans. Um, So as very quick background, um, I was a journalist for 20 years and created an entire first company based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So I actually don't know what PR firms do. They just annoyed me. And being a journalist uh, or an entrepreneur who happened to be a journalist, um, you don't get into journalism for employee account revenue, office space. Like I don't like business owner stuff. It confuses me. I don't care about it. I never have. That's not why you become a journalist. So for the past almost six years now, since started first company with zero business background, now running two that only partner with visionaries. Um, I just, I only talk to visionary entrepreneurs, so no consultants, no business owners, no employee humans. Like, I just don't understand that. Um, And then what my brain does, what my brain does is talking to world's top uh, entrepreneurs. They're usually ideators. So they're like idea, 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 you know, they're ADD diagnosed or undiagnosed. It's not a disorder. Uh, Sign of genius is just misdiagnosed by humans. And then my brain simplifies everything into patterns. That's what it does. I don't know why it does that, but that's what it does. So as a journalist, it would simplify everything into a story. As an entrepreneur, it simplifies everything into patterns and stories and then connections. So it's like, I hear blah, 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 blah. And like, here's an intro. Here's a story. Connect, 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 connect. That's like, that's what my brain does. Okay. So that's the background. So what entrepreneurs are, entrepreneurs entrepreneurs, not business owners, not consultants, not humans, entrepreneurs, visionary global thinkers, most damaged people, most damaged people with best coping skills, most damaged. So what does that mean? I have not talked to one of those people, and that's most of my days talking to those people or spending time with my family that hasn't overcome at least one of the following four things, uh, most are two or three, and then higher up on the food chain. It's now it's not usually all four, which is very interesting. So here are the four things that separate entrepreneurs from humans, business owners, consultants, all that, you know, most of society. Four things are bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy, two, depression, three, the highest level of anxiety that you can imagine, four, likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. So humans, business owners, consultants, that world, those are excuses. Entrepreneur at the highest level, 
figure it out. Fuel, fuel. So what I've seen, what I've seen, the unfortunate dovetail to that is, is that many times those coping skills are used to create million dollar revenue, big employee account, large office space, all this stuff. And then many times, not always, but many times at the expense of anything meaningful, no family, family, but never see family, multiple divorces. And, and it's sad because there's no, there's no reason to do that. And, um, you know, I'm just the dad who happens to be an entrepreneur and it was a great gift being a journalist because you don't get into journalism for that, any, for any of that other stuff. And so I started with a totally different foundation than most of the people I talked to. All right. Startup Nation. Did you put your hand up for one or more of those? I know I did. You're all four probably. I would <laughs> yeah. So based on your childhood, uh, Growing up on welfare, um, you know, massive trauma, first company, 19 years old, um, uh, had all this money, women, uh, you know, broken religion. I mean, you're probably in all four, at least three, and that's what it is. And then you realize, oh, wait, I have all this stuff and I have nothing, so I better find a stabilizing human. And now you have a nice family. So you're that. that so I have one to two conversations like that every single week, at least. Startup Nation, I feel naked, emotionally <clears throat> naked on my own show. Justin just sized me up, and he's known me for fifteen minutes. Well, I don't. That's all I need to because once you know the answer, then what's you know you know the answer. So. So, and, um, most people cannot handle my directness. They don't, but entrepreneurs at the highest level, they're like, wow, where have nope. you been? I'm like, we love well, okay. it. Yeah. They love it because, um, and then, you know, there's strength finders, <clears throat> there's Gallup Clifton strength finders. Uh, I write about this a lot in, in my second book, but, um, there's 34 of them. Uh, I'm dead last in empathy, second to last in includer, 34 in empathy. However, for people like you, endless empathy, endless, because I understand and you don't make excuses. Mm. And then most of the people, most of the people I talk to in, in strength finders world, they're high in ideation and or futuristic. So they're off in ideal land. Um, and then they have a mix of activator, maximizer, achievers. So they're off in ideal land, but they'll do something about it now. You're probably one in activator, the way you talk. And you're a high D. Uh, so I'm almost dead last in ideation, very low in futuristic, but my top three are activate, maximize, achieve. So I talk to all these ideators that are all over the place, and I'm like, no, 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 yes, and then activate, maximize, achieve. That's how my brain works. So that's really cool, right? You've identified who are the people that you want to partner with or collaborate yes, 100%. with. hundred um, percent. Because you have commonalities, uh, but then you have clear uh, differentiators. hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. And you need them and they need you. That's well, the that's why line. that's why it works. So, <laughs> I mean, so you understand at a very high level, the patterns of things. And I'm endlessly grateful for ideators who will change the world. Again, not business owners, mm. not consultants, not humans, only visionary entrepreneurs, because they're the ones that will actually do it. They'll take action and write the check. And they're incredibly grateful for me because I can keep up with them and, and follow through. Most of the, uh, I was talking to you before this started, the only thing I write down before I meet someone is their name and their Colby score. K-O-L-B-E. It's not your personality. I don't 
really care what your personality is. I want to know if you're going to do something. And in five plus years, almost six now as an entrepreneur, my firm has partnered with one person that I know of uh, under a seven quick start. Um, that's the third score in Colby. Uh, 10 is the highest. So most of the people I talk to, they're very high quick start. Boom, 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 boom. And then little to no follow through. So they're all over the place. Again, that's ADD, diagnosed or undiagnosed. And I'm the very, 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 very rare entrepreneur who has high quick start, boom, 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 and high follow through. So say it, do it, say it, do it, hit the gas, pump the brakes, hit the gas, pump the brakes. And that's a lot of fun because um, people with the high quick start, low follow through, they're the ones that if they don't hire a bunch of people, nothing would ever get done. And then um, they're like, oh, this person can keep up with me and follow through and actually create action results with Activate, Maximize, Achieve. So that's why it works. It's a very simple pattern. It's just most people don't do the, the research or understanding of why it's a pattern to begin with. It makes a lot of sense. What do you look for when you collaborate with someone as far as an idea or a project to get in on? Like, tremendous. What are your hot, hot buttons there? That's a tremendous question. So there's there's only two hot. <laughs> so most of the people I, I talk to, I guess they would have um, shiny object or all that. Mm -hmm. uh, and listen, I'm, I'm not. Um, there's only two questions I ask myself every single day. One, did I have a good experience that day with my family? And two, did network grow on a global level? I found that everything else kind of takes care of itself. But again, my brain simplifies everything into patterns. And media only needs two things for a good story, only two. One is a good story, which everyone has. They don't know how to do it, but everyone has it. What they've overcome in life, what inspires you, why you're doing this, challenges, and then who your parents were, a parent or no parent. And then two is a news peg. A news peg is why is it a story now? So new company, I don't know, you're speaking somewhere, you've written a book. Um, I mean, that's two to three lines in the story. And so then it's immediately simplifying story into 500 words and then immediately connecting to media, 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 media. And I endlessly love doing that because it's the purpose of my life. You've been featured in some of the biggest online and offline platforms, media platforms. Has this been your approach? Literally that simple? I like how your brain thinks. Um, so if you're not a litmus test for the people you serve, then you're a hypocrite. Um, and so the purpose of my life is to be a connecting superhero for every visionary abundance investment mindset entrepreneur and share their stories with the world. So not their world, not business owner, not consultant, entrepreneur, the world. And so I am a visionary abundance investment mindset entrepreneur sharing my story with the world. So you, I'm just, if you're not a litmus test for the people you serve, then what's the point? So uh, I'm constantly a media myself, which I'm very grateful for that. Very grateful. Um, and then PR partners, they're constantly media as well, because me, for some reason, you just learn this media wants to interview me first, and then they want to interview all the PR partners. So it creates, you know, a book a book is the key that opens up endless doors. Um, so partner with a lot of folks that write books and then latest book, you know, I appreciate the intro is, you know, done very well. And Peter Diamandis is one of the top entrepreneurs in the world. He wrote the forward. So you're just, you know, just being a litmus test for the people you serve. That's the most important thing. What's been your biggest 
head trash that you've had to conquer in order to move forward with confidence uh, mm-hmm. and put yourself out there in the media, especially no, being, no. <laughs> you know, how you occur personality wise, which could be off putting to many media people. Not in my world. Yeah. Okay. So I ignore that world. That's a good point. So people like us are usually aliens within our own family community and vertical. No one understands us except top entrepreneurs on the planet. Now, usually we marry uh, the opposite of that. Thank mm-hmm. God. But, thank God. Uh, right. Thank God. Literally, thank God on that one. But, um, you know, when I was an entrepreneur who happened to be a journalist for 20 years, uh, I didn't understand what journalists who were journalists were complaining about, and they had no idea what I was writing about because as an entrepreneur who happened to be a journalist, I was writing about and connecting cool people changing the world and now writing about connecting cool people changing the world. There's never been, there's never been a difference in purpose. Um, and then I think it's a different question for most people than it is for me. And, and I'll tell you why, uh, again, in strength finders world, a lot of entrepreneurs are very low in self-assurance. So imposter syndrome Um, I'm actually very high in self-assurance and significance. So there's no imposter syndrome. So I'm, I've always been very direct like this. Um, and it's been an interesting, (laughs) it's been interesting being like that because most people don't understand, but I have found talking like this, uh, I'm 45 now. Um, it took 42 years really for people to understand what I was talking about, the majority of them. And it just so happens the only people that do are top entrepreneurs on the planet. So so there's uh, the rub, if I could jump in. Yeah. For 42 years, you're climbing your way up to the people that speak your language. Well, why wouldn't you do that? Most people make excuses. Entrepreneurs at the highest level would never make an excuse. You just keep going. And I'll I'll tell you what that means from a foundational perspective um uh this is the first chapter in the book the cream rises to the top and that's based on something my father said my father was a great man he was 61 61 when i was born uh he was born in 1916 he'd be 100 and 106 if he was alive no he died when i was 13 he was a world war ii hero shot down multiple times in combat many times a parachute got back in the plane and uh, and uh, he would always say the cream rises to the top. So he came from nothing, uh, became an attorney in the Nuremberg trials. Um, and so I was raised by someone who had been through everything possible that the highest performing entrepreneur on the planet ever could have gone through. I mean, what he survived in World War II, unfathomable. Um, and so I was raised by someone with that type of wisdom in his final years who was just very grateful to be alive. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. And then when he was in his late 50s, a drunk driver uh, hit him head on. Uh, a drunk driver was killed instantly. Uh, my dad broke every bone in his body, uh, but survived because you don't make excuses. And then my mom was his nurse. That's how they met. My mom was 27 when I was born. Uh, most of my days talking to people like us, top visionaries, I haven't met one of them with more hustle than my mom ever. She's the ultimate survive and thrive, never makes an excuse. So I'm the product of that. And then my wife, full stabilizing human, thank God, uh, our first day was the day before, our date was the day before she started medical school. So, I mean, if there's anything like this, it's going through medical school. So, 
I just have been surrounded by people that don't make excuses and I don't understand people that do. Let's talk about kids because <laughs> Great. You, just, Let's talk about them. you just segued uh, from your own personal experience as a kid being yeah. raised by humans that don't make excuses. And because <laughs> of that, you grew up always being self-assured, never dealing with confidence issues. We're looking at an epidemic of youth that are growing up with the opposite. They have no bleeping idea who they are. They don't even know what gender they are at this point. They have no the assurance. That, the ones that will rise to the top will find a way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But we're seeing, as far as the masses go, a, a big shift there, right? That's Just, where your brain and my differ and your heart and my differ. I understand that the ones that will make it will make it. They will not make an excuse. And and I can say, without a doubt, the greatest gift of being an entrepreneur by far, there's not even a close second, is that my sons, again, who are half me and half my wife, thank God, get to see that this world even exists and then they can do whatever they want with it. Um, yeah. That's the greatest gift by far. And the only reason, uh, the reason I part, not the only reason, but the main reason... I partner with, you know, maybe 0.1% of the population partners with my firm. May, it's probably less than that percentage, but one out of a thousand. They're the ones that actually do something that will change the world. They won't make excuses. So by helping them and partnering with them, I help everyone else. I don't talk to the 999 out of a thousand because they make excuses, but I will talk and partner with the one out of a thousand that actually helps everyone else. And they're the only ones that understand what I'm talking about anyway. <laughs> Startup Nation, I realized that I brought on a guest that may be speaking above us right now for some of us. And we warned you in the beginning, he would be direct. Uh, it almost seems like uh, he's transcendent uh, with all the BS, all the excuses that most Directness of us- weeds out nonsense and it attracts people that get it. Yeah, so most people live in nonsense because they make excuses. So that, I mean, it's very simple. Like you either make an excuse or you take action and make the investment. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. So there's a lot of flowery things out there and low ticket offers and all. And that's mm. fine. I just don't live in that world. I, I just don't want to because those people take time away from me and my family. And the people that actually take action and make investment, they allow me to spend more time with my family. So it's a very simple formula. It's a very simple pattern. I agree. Um, yeah, right. So you agree. <laughs> and yeah. if the ones that, you know, the people that in your audience that get it, they'll reach out. And others have probably tuned out by now. But that's okay because, you know, the ones that tune out are the ones that are always going to tune out. So it's a mm. pointless conversation anyway. Fair enough. All right. So coming back to kids and raising them. <laughs> yeah. You've seen all these entrepreneurs, high level guys, girls as well. And, uh, you know, they win in business, they crush it, they kill it. They become yeah. top in their industries, in their verticals. Um, but at what cost? Uh, everything, they, everything, everything. Um, what step could they have taken? pattern-wise, that could have avoided the human wreckage in their families? Yep. So talk to me is meaningless without an answer, so I appreciate that question. 
uh, chapter chapter three of the book is winning the wrong game. And again, how each chapter is uh, written and formulated is because I'm solo in ideation. I talk to ideators and then maybe one a, one a month is a truly great idea. And then, oh, here's I'll activate, maximize, achieve that. So um, one of the folks that I, I used to talk to before COVID quite regularly, he's kind of gone off the grid, is Jesse Elder. In Colby World, he's a nine-click start. Again, 10 is the highest. Uh, Jesse's a genius. He's, I mean, he's full genius. And I was talking to him. I'm like, oh, why do all these entrepreneurs, they lead with revenue and office space and all. And I'm like, they're leading with all this material stuff and they didn't, never talk about their family or anything. And he's like, oh, they're just winning the wrong game. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. Winning the wrong game. I'll write a chapter about that. Um, and so that's the initial first step whenever I'm asked this question that anyone in those shoes can ask themselves, what game are they actually winning? Are they winning the wrong game with, you know, all this revenue and do they actually have anything? Um, or are they winning the right game, having anything meaningful in their life, spending time with their family? You know, I think it's a good to timestamp this. I think it's a it's a good day to be and a good time of day to be doing this interview with the the horrible injury, uh, hard. Uh, I think it was a heart attack last night in the football game. The twenty-four-year-old on the uh, on the Buffalo Bills is just horrible. And um, you know, you know, my father died when I was thirteen. My youngest brother died uh, drug overdose when he was twenty-nine. And so I, you know, I've I was a sports editor for a long time. And I saw a 17-year-old girl in a girls' basketball game collapse exactly the same way that the, the Buffalo Bills player did. And she was uh lost her pulse, uh, was had CPR done on the on the basketball court. Uh she's alive now. She's 38 now, so she was 17 when it happened. And I messaged her on Facebook. Um, you know, I'm a journalist, found out where she was, and she messaged me back immediately because I, I wrote to her, I'm like, oh, you know, I hope you're yeah, I was thinking about you because I think about when you see something like that in person, it's very rare, but when you see something, you don't forget it. So I'm like, oh, I think about you and that day a lot. And she's like, oh, you know, because I wrote a bunch of stories about her when I was a journalist. And uh, her name's Jessica Niece. She's like, oh, I'm doing really well. It's amazing that um, people still think about me. And she's an, she's an elementary school teacher. And uh, she has two children much like you and I do. And um, so I think about that stuff and I, I, you know, I just have this foundation of what actually matters and, you know, entrepreneurs, if they're not thinking like that and can recall stories like that, or, you know, Oh, Hey, I haven't seen my family in a long time or I'm going through this awful divorce. I think that's the first thing that, you know, first thing to ask themselves is, are you winning the right game or the wrong game? Once they admit that they're winning the wrong game, what actions have you seen that actually work for turning it around? Because sometimes uh, the head trash can tell us it's too late. Um, this is all I know. I only know how to win the business game because it's tangible. I can control things. I could see them, <laughs> touch them, feel them. And dealing with emotions and humans at home, it's intangible. I don't know how to win at home. And well, I think that's why one. so many men, they give up right at home and they just let their wife and kids go off the cliff yeah. because they don't know how to actually do it. 
Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a reason why multiple reasons why, um, whenever I write a third book, I'm, you know, in the coming years, one of the chapters will be uh, sheepdogs, sheepdogs. So one of my other good friends, he's an eight quick start, full genius, 153 IQ, uh, 140 is genius. Uh, that's 1%. So he's 153 Pete COVID. Uh, um, he's like, oh yeah, entrepreneurs, they're, they're sheepdogs. And uh, most people are sheep. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And uh, sheepdogs, sheepdogs, uh, I was, you know, I'm a high fact finder in Colby. So I was looking up sheepdogs. And uh, so sheepdogs only have two primary roles. They, you know, they keep the sheep in line and they push them forward. So they're looking out in the woods for wolves and danger and most people are sheep. They just want to talk amongst each other and, you know, <laughs> do whatever that is. And, uh, you know, sheepdogs are on their own little planet. There's one sheepdog for, for, mm. you know, every hundred sheep. So the dovetail to that is usually a sheepdog marries a sheep, but they don't know how to talk to the sheep. <laughs> they don't know how to do it because they're not a sheep. So that's, that's the scientific, by the way, Science Daily uh, 2006 did a huge article on sheepdogs, their primary role. So that's, that's why. That's why from a scientific, because you're, you're with someone that you can't, you know, um, but what I found is, is appreciating the stabilizing, uh, gift. Uh, I'm guessing you appreciate your wife more than anything because she's given you a life in some capacity and two great kids. And, and with those entrepreneurs, it's actually being able to appreciate what they have as opposed to what they, they don't have. And, appreciating what you can't control as opposed to what you can control. And I think giving up that control is incredibly important and will create more blessings in your life than all this revenue and stuff could actually provide. I agree. I say, uh, well, you're a litmus test for the people you serve. <laughs> I really, I get it. I say my, my wife was the first emotionally healthy girl I ever dated. Right. And that's that's not to downplay any of the girls. It was just the dysfunction in me was attracted to the dysfunction in other girls that had traumatic right. childhoods just like me. And I didn't know it was all happening on a subconscious level. And I was right. like, why do I keep dating girls I would never marry? Like, that was the pattern I was seeing. Well, I can answer that from a scientific perspective as well. There's a there's a, a most people haven't taken this one. Again, this is uh, chapter two of the book, the patterns, but there's a it's a test called print P R I N T. Uh, and it's your unconscious motivators unconscious. So this test brings your unconscious motivators into the conscious world. So most visionaries, most entrepreneurs, not the, again, you know, top entrepreneurs, most of them are eight threes or three eights. I'm an eight three. So eight is to be strong and self-reliant. Three is to succeed and achieve. I'd be shocked if you, I mean, if you weren't at least one of those, I'd be I mean, strong and self-reliant, succeed and achieve. That sounds like you based on where you come from and where you are. And then my wife, again, she's a pediatrician. So think warmth, empathy, rules, all that. She's a two, six. Two is to be needed and appreciated. And six is safe and secure. Yep. So if that's not your wife, I'd be very surprised. That's my wife. <laughs> right. So you see, I already know that. So then you seek what you need to heal. So you seek what you need to heal. Yeah. One of the best uh, things that stopped me in my tracks was a statement from a fellow <laughs> entrepreneur. And he said, Joseph, you know what your problem is with dating all the wrong girls? I'm like what? He goes, your picker is effed up. 
<laughs> your picker, right? Which is that unconscious motivator that you're describing. And yeah. I had never heard that before. And I was like, what do I do? How do I change it? Because I'm not liking the results, right? I got right <laughs> to it. And he said, whatever your picker, your unconscious motivator is telling you to do, do the exact opposite. Right. Stop doing that. <laughs> right. And then he said, are there any girls you're currently seeing in your network or anything whatsoever right now that are completely, you find them boring, just plain, <laughs> ordinary. And I was like, oh yeah, that's Fallon. And he goes, that's the girl you want to marry. There you go. Now go cut off all the rest and give her a shot and look for the wife qualities in her. Find what's right with her. Stop looking at what's wrong with her. And it was stellar advice. And I did it. And man, she start, I started to see the gold and the diamonds within her. And I was like, this is her. This is the girl. But I was about to cut her out of my life. Right. Because I didn't recognize greatness when I saw it. Isn't well, that yeah, amazing? You, you, because you came from complete dysfunction. So you exactly. don't understand. Right. So... I mean, I, I've never talked to you before, but I, you know, I, when you talk to enough, you, you can replace your name with visionary entrepreneur. And that's the overwhelming majority. I haven't met one that hasn't overcome at least one of those four things. I mean, that's entrepreneur life. Most damaged, most damaged people, not, not middle damage, most damage with best coping skills. So highest IQ, you ever done your IQ? You ever done it? I haven't actually. No. Okay. Um, so it probably, uh, I'm not going to guess it's that high though. <laughs> uh, well, you're probably wrong about that. Uh, I appreciate you saying that, but you're probably wrong. But um, so again, 140 and above is genius. Most of the people I talk to that have taken it, they're, you know, at least, at least 140. I'd say many are over 150. I've talked to many that are over 160. When you start getting that high, there's very little human capacity because you're just, you're totally on a different planet. So I am 139, 139, which I'm actually grateful for because it's like a bridge between. Yeah. And then, and so I'm guessing you're around that, maybe a little higher than that. Um, Cause you wouldn't be, I mean, you wouldn't have been able to create multi-million dollar comp. I mean, at 19 starting that, that would be, if you had a, a, a low, the lowest IQ that I've talked to from anyone like that is a 131 that they knew of. I'm probably a 129 then because my business partners were really the brains behind it. I was the human capital. I was the guy mm. that went out and trained and brought in the revenue, but I didn't know jack about running the operation, the business, the real estate, the commercial buildings, leases, contracts. I had no schooling whatsoever. Well, you're high quick start in Colby then, and they're they're more human then. Um, they're more human from the logistical standpoint of it. Most folks that I guess in sales, I mean, I don't really sell anything. I'm just the buyer, the people that I want to hang out with, and then they, you know, make investments in in the firms. But, but. Um, most folks in the, I don't even like saying the word sales. They're usually high quick start and, and lower follow through. So if they don't have a team around them, it's complete, you know, just complete insanity. Um, and then they usually, usually Mary, I'm guessing your wife is very low quick start, very high follow through. Um, it, and my wife is a, a medium low quick start with really high follow through. So that's, that's usually what happens.
It's a fair assessment. We're speaking with Justin Breen. Uh, you can find him at brepicllc.com. By now, at this point in this episode, we've lost 90% of you uh, as far as the content. Because, listen, this show, this episode is for a very select few of you. Or it's just for you that's listening right now, still listening. And you haven't found your people. You're headed to the top. You're at the top. You're lonely. Mm. And you're like... Why don't others speak my language? I feel like a Martian <laughs> on planet Earth. Alien, yeah. An alien. Um, what Justin is bringing to the surface and reminding you of, and he's lived out himself, is that if you keep pushing forward to the top, you're going to find your people. You're going to find others just right. like you. The cream rises to the top. You're the cream. We're the cream. And you got to keep rising. That's the thing. Right. The the lift, the raise can be very lonely, right? The elevator ride could be very lonely. But once you get to the top floor, to the penthouse suite, there you'll find your people. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to that myself, Justin, because you're speaking to me and it's been lonely for the past 10 years. I could definitely say that. And I'm, I'm getting right. higher up and higher up and higher up and I'm seeing glimpses of my people. Right. And getting access to some here, few here and there. Mm. But man, I just have that hope of like, when does the elevator door open to the penthouse suite? And I have an answer to that. And I walk into the room and I'm like, whoa, what do you got? Oh, yeah. Well, talk to me is meaningless. Yeah. So that's what I hear. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, here's the answer. So the, um, so I keep making bigger investments to be in smaller rooms, but the people in those rooms are making bigger impacts. So, Bigger investment, small room, bigger impact. That allows me to spend biggest investment in smallest room, which is my family where I can make the most impact. So mm. the two rooms I'm in now are 25K a year each. I'd easily invest 50K a year each, easily. Um, because when you write bigger checks, it eliminates people that don't write mm. bigger checks. Um, it didn't start out like that. It started out as $250 a year, then it was 500, then it was 2,000, then it was 5,000. At the 10,000 mark, I finally started to find a few and then now at the 25,000 I mean I like to be the dumbest person in the room and then where I can actually learn something so 25k minimum a year that's where the aliens really are you know I that's literally been the number I've been sitting with um and considering investing into high level masterminds um to be in that room and I've been hesitant because what if it's not the right room, nope. right? That's like the there's that inner chatter. That's the difference between entrepreneurs and everyone else. Yep. I don't do any, there's no inner chatter. There's write the check. Yep. Write the check. Look at that. All right. Startup nation. I guess this proves I'm a fast starter. I will be writing that check this year. Um, I'm going to ask you straight out for someone else listening right now who's been listening to their inner chatter and holding off on getting into that right room and writing that bigger check. Um, what are the ones you actually recommend? I have a few I'll, I'll just share with, um, G- genius network. Yep. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, a Reedy syndicate and my let's, I'm not sure I'm saying it right. And my okay. is a genius. Okay. Strategic coach. Yep. That's the one I spend most of my time in. Okay. Those are the three I've been sitting with. Here's, here's strategic coach. There's the mug. Um, yep. That's uh Dan Sullivan, right? Yeah, Dan is my coach. Um, I'm very confident saying he's the top entrepreneurial coach maybe who's ever lived. I'm 
I mean, he just yeah, I really him. liked him, man. And he's a fellow Christian brother, and I've listened to he's some of Catholic. his concerts. He's a Catholic. He's a Catholic. He went all in, baby. <laughs> all right, so thank you the for that. The other one is Abundance 360. That's uh, Peter Diamandis. He wrote the forward for my book. That's a... Well, you got to give him a shout-out then. Well, I mean... <laughs> At the, I don't care about revenue. It. Most people do, but at the level I'm at, most people, overwhelming majority, are running ten million to ten billion dollar companies. So if I'm not in a room like that, I get bored. So. Now let me ask you a question: Are you equally yoked in revenue in that room? No, no, no. And but if not, doesn't that create anything inside of you as far as like? No. Why? Would how how do these guys look at me? Don't care. Don't care. No, why would I care? No, 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 no. I'll tell you exactly how they look at me because <laughs> they're like, oh, you see your family all the time? I want that. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> that's, <laughs> um, I talk to a lot of all fours in those rooms <laughs> and I'm like, that's a bad idea. I'm not going to do that. No, 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 no. So question to you, is it possible <laughs> to have it all? Or in order to hit that billion mark, for example, you there is no way to still have that quality time with your family is that the trade-off that they chose or is there a way that you could keep increasing your revenue to exponentially and still maintain your priorities of your family right well that's literally what each chapter of the book is about yeah so you do believe that is possible yes i yes because the the anecdotes in the book are about people that are doing that and have done that that's so cool yeah, talk to me. <laughs> you either do it or you don't. I don't know. The belief is great. I appreciate that. But if, you, if you're not actually doing it, then what's the point? Justin, what have we left out in today's conversation that the man or woman who's still on, that's still listening because they do connect with us, they're one of the few, they're one of the 1%, the elite entrepreneur, um, what do they need to hear that you believe uh, will move them forward uh, where they are. Well, my whole room, my whole life is the room of people that would would be the ones listening. So if you're not in that room, then you need to be in it, and you do whatever it takes. I mean, you just you get in a plane without a parachute. I mean, that's what it that's what it is. Like you either can do that or you can't. So I just don't understand people that that don't do that. It makes no sense to me why you wouldn't want to be at that level. So I'm very grateful for my, my parents and my wife and, and children. And, uh, without that, then all this other stuff doesn't really mean anything. I agree completely. It's, uh, you know, so many people we just see hit the top and then crash and burn. We see the elite athletes, the celebrities, the elite entrepreneurs, and it's, it's the same booby traps along the yeah. way. Right. And they just fall. We see these heroes uh, just fall from greatness one after another, chasing the same rabbit. They're winning the wrong game. Yeah. They're chasing the same rabbit. And it's like, why is this not in the media? Why is this not in the entrepreneurial space? Right. That's the book. Like, that's the point. I read. That's why I wrote it. <laughs> so you're changing that. Well, if I, it's a message I believe in so strongly that, and again, I'm a litmus test for the people I serve. So I'm sharing story with the world. That's the whole, I mean, if you can't do that, then what's the point? So, and that's, that's the right message. I mean, for me, that's the only message. So 
I believe in it and I will continue to believe in it because I know that that's the right thing to do. Okay. We're speaking with Justin Breen and uh, he is a pretty much a badass entrepreneur I'm seeing right here. <laughs> um, but you could tell that you also have a humility about you. You have that directness, but you counter it with a humility. And that's, um, it's quite attractive, actually. Thank you. Uh, it's very engaging. Um, I appreciate that. And again, the wrong people won't. So that's, <laughs> that's cool. <okay. laughs> that's cool. Yay. All right, Justin, um, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Uh, welcome Great. to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show minus the prizes. Are you ready? Yep. What is your favorite thing about being uh, an elite entrepreneur? I see my family. I see my family. What a great answer. What's your least favorite thing? I eliminate those things from my life. Fair enough. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently challenged with right now, either professionally or personally? This is lightning round? Yeah. You could throw a little thunder if you want. I mean, I'm very grateful for everything that I have. And I mean, the right mindset attracts the right network and creates the right opportunity. So I'm constantly working on my gratitude every single day. That doesn't answer your question, but that's where, if anything like that is asked, that I always focus on gratitude and the things that I have as opposed to the things that I don't. Okay, fair enough. What are you most afraid of? My wife. <laughs> Now, afraid of her or afraid of disappointing her or something else? Both. Yeah. Okay, got it. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I started first company after job salary was cut in half. I couldn't find a job and with zero business background incorporated and then reached out to 5,000 people to find first five clients while I was working full-time at half salary. Hmm. Uh, so in the first year, <laughs> um, uh, probably talking to the wrong types of people, I would, I would guess is what I did wrong. Fair. What secret fear do you have about people? That's a great question. Um, I have found that we only partner with visionaries who live in abundance and who look at things as investments, not costs. So what I see is people think they're visionaries. They think they live in abundance, but they still look at things as costs, not investments. And that's an annoyance more than a fear that they're still living in cost mindset. Yeah. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Nothing, because I'm glad I went through all this because um, I appreciate everything a lot more now. Yeah, I get that. What's a new habit you're going to create this year? Well, my whole life is ha my whole life is habits uh, and mm -hmm. patterns. Um, so I run six days outside, no matter the weather conditions. We live in Chicago. So I've done that yes. for 20 years. Uh, I, the first thing I do every day is a grateful journal for my wife. I do a grateful journal uh, on LinkedIn five days a week, uh, name my years. So this year is NetWorks. Last year was Epic Life. That's the name of the book. Um, 
So, I mean, uh, a new pattern, um, every, you know what, every, every night I ask my wife or try to ask her what her three wins for, for the day were, uh, to keep her needed and appreciated and make her feel safe and secure. So I will continue to do that as best as I can. Does your wife partially get annoyed when you ask her those questions like mine does because she yes. doesn't actually get why I'm asking? Yes, because because we married humans that are full of emotion and joy, and for us that is a checkbox. We have to check that off the list because we're more we're not really human, more robotic. <laughs> There's a book that Dan Sullivan just wrote. Again, Dan's my coach. I'm grateful for that. I think the title of the book was "You Are Not a Computer," and I actually do feel like many times I am a computer because I I look at people as numbers, like their Colby score. And my wife's like, you can't identify people by their numbers. I'm like, well, that's how I look at people. So I'm, uh, you know, my, my wife, that's why I do a grateful journal. This is not lightning round, but that's why I do a grateful journal for her every single day. The first thing, because without her, I'm in terrible situation and she's made me a human in some capacity. Um, but you know, not really human. Um, and so she looks at me like, uh, I'll give you a perfect example. This is the worst lightning round answer you've ever gotten, but this is how my brain works. So um, Private Wealth Magazine, uh, Private Wealth Magazine, they're for high net worth, you know, they're the top magazine. They're way bigger than Forbes. So they, they keep doing articles on, you know, my firm and companies. I'm very thankful for that. The first big one they did was uh, early last year. It was that's a very big deal. They have like two thousand subscribers, and I think the average revenue per subscriber is eight figures. So it's like, okay, great. So I'm like, oh, look at my wife's name is Sarah with an H. She's like, oh, I'm like, look, look at this article. This is great. And she's like, you you gotta go outside. Go go look outside. I go, what's wrong? She goes, the dog's eating a squirrel. One of our dogs is eating a squirrel. I'm like, oh, so <laughs> that's that's it. I mean, I know you can relate to that. <laughs> I know you can relate to that story in some in some capacity. But that's that's what it is. I'm grateful for that because it it keeps me in my place in a good way. Did that answer your question in any capacity? Maybe not. But I think I think it's some capacity. It did. I get it. I get it. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Three words. Dad, husband, entrepreneur. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business. Manic unstable curious hmm. I'm at a bonus question what has been the number one biggest impact thing that you took on transformation thing uh, self-improvement thing you took on uh, to deal with uh, your patterns that entrepreneurs have at this level one two three four Say it, say it again. Yeah, that so was I a big question. Clearly understand it. All right. So your high level entrepreneurs, you said patterns, uh, they deal with bankruptcy failures, uh, yes. two depression, yes. three high anxiety, four childhood trauma of some yes. form or young yes. adult. Um, so if you fit into that category, what is three been, of the four? I'm three. You're of three of the four. Excellent. Yeah. So what has been the biggest thing that got you breakthroughs in those three areas to, to rise above them? Okay. 
Thank you. That I understand that. Okay. So, um, end of 2018 in my first book, one of the chapters is, um, uh, when you start a business, it takes two full years to figure it out. So, uh, not two months, not a year, not six months, two, two full years. So the end of 2018, I, it still hadn't been two full years yet. And at the end of that year, I'd made more money in one year than I'd ever thought possible. Cause I was a journalist. You don't get into that for, and so I made more money in one year than I ever thought possible. And I'd never been more miserable in my life. So I'm like, Oh, that doesn't more money, not more, not happiness. That doesn't make sense. So, um, so, uh, at that time, uh, leaned heavily on my wife, uh, started seeing a therapist, um, what else? Oh, I talked to a mentor, uh, one of my first mentors. And I was like, well, I don't understand why this doesn't make sense. He's like, well, don't worry about it. Every entrepreneur will go through something, has gone through something like this, but the key is what you actually learn from it. So what I learned is that more money doesn't equal more happiness. So I was, I'm very glad and thankful that I went, went through that. Um, because that's, that's entrepreneur life. Um, that's, it's the opposite of bankruptcy, but never made me more miserable. So it was an important lesson. Got it. Thank you for that. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about true success in life, what would you say to them? Yeah. If you're going to be a dad, be a dad. That's That's all I'd say. If you're if okay. you're a dad, be a dad. I mean, that's it's not hard. If you're if you're a father to someone, be a dad. Like I, it's really been interesting. The um, um, you know, because entrepreneur life, you can do whatever you want, pretty much. They, all these freedoms, and so like after school, we live in the suburbs of Chicago. So after school, you know, I'm usually one of the only dads there to pick up the kids. Um, because my wife, you know, she works many days as a pediatrician. And so I pick up the kids and then we play a lot of football or baseball after school. I can't tell you how many kids I've taught how to throw a football. Mm. <laughs> I've taught so many children how to play a foot, how to throw football or I'll, and I just, I just play football or baseball with the kids and coach their teams and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, it has nothing to do with entrepreneurship in terms of the professions of the other dads, but most of them are at work or they're just not around. So if you're going to be a dad, be a dad. That's the only advice I do. So you've been an interim dad for other, yeah. other dads. Interim kids. dad. Oh my yeah. God. I've taught a whole generation how to play football. I didn't expect <laughs> that. <laughs> Hopefully you taught them well, huh? I think so. I think I have actually. And uh, and also taught them to not make excuses. Because when I hear complaining, on the, I'm like, stop it. Stop it. Uh, good, good for you. Homework <laughs> assignment time. This is where you get to give my audience that's still listening one <laughs> one action uh, step item that they must take this week if they really want to improve their current situation, whether at business or at home. Ah, great question. Great question. I just posted this the other day. And uh, it's kind of cryptic, but I think you'll understand. It's raise your floor Raise your floor to create an unlimited ceiling. Raise your floor to create an unlimited ceiling. So whatever, I don't even like to use the word charge, but whatever you're charging for your services, double it, double it. There, you can do that this week. Just double your rates immediately. And what is that going to do for the 
entrepreneur. It'll eliminate people that ask, what do you cost or charge? And then it'll track people what that say, what does an investment with you look like? Now, Startup Nation expect to have fewer people invest in you, but right. they will do it at double the rate. And they will start introducing you to more people that also will make the investment. Yes. It's the same formula. That was one of the best moves I made in my business was going higher rate and filtering out the wrong clients. Right. Well, sure. you're a litmus test for the people you serve. That's why you just write the check to be in the higher level masterminds. I mean, it's the same formula. Startup Nation, did you enjoy this episode with Justin? If you did, please go write a five-star, four-star, two-star. Just write a review. <laughs> All right. One star. <laughs> Give Justin a one star. He obviously has no emotions towards what you write about him. Uh, but go ahead and write an honest review. Uh, you could do that at Apple Podcasts. You could do that at Stitcher.com or go to first100k.com. First100k.com. Do that right now with your thumbs while you're listening on your phone, would you? And if we like what you write, we'll give you a live shout out on the show, which I'm about to do for Thomas Nardone, uh, who wrote five-star review, a great podcast for new and experienced entrepreneurs. This podcast has the most intriguing guest. I agree. Look at Justin, huh? Um, <laughs> that speak from the heart about their journey in business and getting to their first 100K and beyond. Uh, the guests that uh, Joseph picks to interview are undoubtedly people of integrity. I agree. Um, that, that would be a pattern you would see on this show with our mm. guest. Um, they're coming on, they're speaking from the heart, they're real, they're raw, they're honest, they're not holding any punches, they're admitting <laughs> their flaws, character defects, um, as well as a lot of wins. defects. <laughs> a lot of defects. I bring on, you know, the the misfits on this show. Oh and, my uh, god. If I it's too bad my wife um wasn't here today because she she works part-time now because um I'm very thankful. Like the companies have done really well. So she doesn't work full time anymore. If she mm. was here, she would immediately make fun of me on live, by the way, she would just come Good. on and be like, yeah. Oh, and I'm very thankful. So there are things like a child can do like hold a pencil, right. And tie their shoe. I can't like, it's almost impossible for me to do it. So I have so many character defects. I, I think that's great, but it one or two things I know that, you know, I have this certain ability to do it, but listen, no, I've missed out it. on, I missed out on learning a lot of life skills. Okay. So <laughs> it's just what's so, all right. Uh, we've been speaking with Justin Breen, Justin, where does startup nation go to find out more about you, connect with you, uh, pick up your book. What do you got for them? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, the book's called Epic life. I'm very grateful, uh, for, for how well it's doing and, and it really is helping people. I mean, it, it really is. And, um, so that's where anywhere in the world, Epic Life. And then uh, you can just reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, on the website, prepicllc.com, there is a mindset um, scorecard survey and uh, takes five minutes. People like taking it because um, it's only five minutes and then people actually qualify or disqualify themselves with their own mindset. That's been an interesting thing to see what happens with that. All right, Startup Nation, that's brepicllc.com. You'll see it in the show notes. Justin Breen, thank you for being on your first 100K. I enjoyed my time with you. I hope you did as well. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And uh, the only proof that I need of, of God is that someone like my wife married someone like me. So there's definitely a God out there. There you go. Miracles do happen today. <laughs> huh? Yes, they do. Thank you.
Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently, like be done with the addiction, be done with the medications, be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.